Now, I know this episode is set on Christmas, but it's, it's kind of fitting since uh, we saw it closer to Valentine's Day. Why is that fitting? Because it's, it's you know, it's V-Day and we could talk about the vagina monologues. Welcome to A Hard Gray's Night. I'm Allie Goodman. And I'm Mick Grinchy. <laughs> and we are on episode 12, season 2. And this is A Hard Gray's Night. I said oh, that. You, you do that every time. Every time. My gosh. Do you not listen? <laughs> and this week's episode, I think the problem, the reason you were so awkward and why I stepped in, like you were saying the wrong thing, is that's usually when I say it. That's yeah, but you didn't. You didn't say anything. Because I was waiting for you to finish <laughs> laughing. I was holding for laughter. Oh, good job. hilarious name. It's your hilarious And this Chris? week, the mm-hmm. hilarious name was due to Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, season two. Episode 12, written by Krista Vernoff, the head writer of the show for the first seven seasons, and directed by Peter Horton, who I feel like directs a lot of he these does. episodes. He I does. He does. Ha- I hadn't checked, but I remember He's his big name in the Shondaverse, being, uh, yeah. Yes, uh, big in Shondaland. Yes. Um, that's my favorite Tom Waits song. Um, anyway, that was a bad joke, but might have gotten a laugh with a laugh track. Um, anyway, uh, it's a it's a it's it's a hallo- Halloween. It's a Christmas ep- holiday episode, oh which is kind God. of funny when you think about it. Because all right, we just came back. We did an episode last week, essentially, mm-hmm. um, and then we're back on a two week schedule. Um, yes. but. Uh, it's also if you look at the very last episode we did, and I looked, I realized that when I was putting last week's episode up was the last time we did an episode was two, December two thousand eighteen, and I called it our holiday episode, even though we didn't reference holidays in any way because I think <laughs> it was released like it was released like right before Christmas That's or something like good. that. Um, so now we have a actual holiday episode, not on the holidays in any way, shape, or form. Uh, full of incredibly bad cold opens. Sorry about that, and um, I'm not. I'm not sorry about. Don't that. be sorry. Um, you don't. It's all you deserve. <laughs> you five uh, fans who listen to this have So anyway, yeah. And anyway, it stars the the usual gang of people, including uh, guest stars like uh, Helen Slater, who's fans of our other podcast, uh, A Match Made in Space, will know as Billie Jean from The Legend Thereof. Um, it's also got a special guest, not Shirley MacLaine, <laughs> though we both had convinced ourselves <laughs> that Ginny O'Hara, the actual actress, was Shirley MacLaine. And it was not. Yeah, really shame on us. <laughs> Real shame on also, us. Also, uh, and Shirley MacLaine's, I think the, the character is probably her husband, not Shirley MacLaine's husband, is played by an actor named Alan Fudge. I just wanted to put that out there because his name is Alan Fudge. It's and good I am, it's good I am a child that yes. thinks that kind of stuff is amusing. Mm-hmm. Anywho, this is, uh, this is uh, I would say it's a triumphant return to form for Grey's Anatomy, but uh, I'm grading it on the Grey's Anatomy form uh, curve. Yeah. In, in which not everyone is hateful this episode. Unlike last time, yes. where everyone was fairly was hateful. hateful. So, uh, and did, op- we ever, did we ever establish that this is the first Yang is Jewish episode or not? I don't know if it is. I, I feel like maybe we heard that before, but we don't remember. But the way it's revealed to Burke is like the audience doesn't know it either. Maybe. Because Burke is surprised to find out she's Jewish, which, generally speaking, someone who's Korean, you don't think is Jewish. Sandra's Korean, right? I. Or is she Chinese? She was Chinese. Let's find out. Christina Yang specifically. Yeah, let's Yang, find out. I thought was a. Christina Yang. Uh, let's see if a. Wow, we're really, really doing some time here. Yeah, um, Korean. Korean. Oh, it Korean. Is Korean. Yeah, I was right. right. I am right. I thought she was Korean. You are um, right. 
But anyway, uh, but but the thing is, her fa- her stepfather was Jewish, and she was raised by yeah. him from a very uh, son. Yeah, son's last name is very similar. Yes, I'm an idiot. <laughs> son. Son. <laughs> we're we're someone no one's heard of. <laughs> Who I have a fake adversarial relationship with, even though I haven't spoken to her in over a decade. Yeah. Oh, son. Okay, anyway, son. so... Um, um, a, uh, let's see. Uh, anyway, this... Uh, your so turn. She's, she's, <laughs> so she's Korean, but she's Jewish. And we learned that because she reveals that her stepfather is Jewish, Saul Rubenstein. Because uh, at, at some point... Um, Burke is setting up a Christmas tree and being like, Merry Christmas. And we can decorate like, this together. And, and she's just looking at him like, you know, like, he's, like he said, have some uh, cheesy meat covered lobster uh, <laughs> or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, she doesn't like keep kosher. I was joking. Oh, 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 is that, is that what they call them? The, the, them there, that jokes. I know you don't come from a funny people. I don't come from a funny but, people. But, um, you know, not as so, hilarious as the Germans <laughs> that I come from. So, um, so she, and she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't celebrate Christmas because I'm Jewish. And yeah. he's like, you what? Yeah. And he's very surprised. And we missed the very beginning stuff with Izzy putting up Christmas <sighs> shit. And everyone's like looking at her and like, she's like, yeah, Izzy exploded the house, the house in Christmas because, of course, Izzy loves Christmas. Didn't you tell that like your. Your hatred of Meredith is like my hatred of Izzy. I just... You should hate Izzy, but you should. Almost everyone's fairly hateful out of this. It's really, again, I've mentioned it before. It's really kind of hilarious that the character that's supposed to be the most hateful of all the characters in the first season, Alex, you mean, is kind of by the end of it one of the few genuinely likable and rounded characters yeah. in the show. Yeah. You know, like, I think that's really kind of funny that, yeah. like, he's actually a decent human being who makes mistakes, whereas every other one of these people is a shithole person who succeeds despite themselves. Um, even I mean, people like George is supposed to be our insert character, Yeah, but I Yang guess. is not a bad person. She's just... Oh, Yang is a terrible person. Chandra just doesn't see it. She's just ambitious. She's ri- no, yes. She's a Ambition is terrible. Well, not all terrible. They were all Nazis. Every single Slytherin ended up being a Nazi, that's except one, and he still was a murderer. Okay. So, so, read another book, liberal. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. So, we have our first and only coffee moment. Uh, yeah, and I, I feel cheated because we, 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 I like, I like, I like our, t- our coffee acting segment's my favorite part of the show. Yeah. And this one, it's just like a travel mug. It's, well, yeah, it's, it's basically it's what she does cup. in the last one. Yeah. Where she pours the coffee yeah, into there's the no, mug. Yeah, there's no, there's no goofy cup acting, which no. is really what I live for. It's, yeah. it's just, it's just, okay, it's a prop and it's used correctly. I mean, I so wonder if I maybe get... somebody figured out, like, this is a bad idea. And then they forgot it immediately. Yeah. The following yeah, episode, I'm sure most they likely. Will. Yeah. So, uh, they're... I don't even know why this comes out, but once they start their rounds, uh, oh, I know why. Because Bailey's in front of them and she's leading the pack to do the rounds. And as they're walking to rounds, they're all noticing that she's, you know, obviously getting super pregnant and she's waddling a little bit and she's uncomfortable and something like that. And um, one of the guys, I don't remember who it is, makes some sort of comment about being pregnant or something. And and Meredith's, <laughs> Meredith decides... That she's going to stand up for women, which, you know, hey, go, go on you, Meredith. And, but in her way of standing up for women, she says, well, you don't, you know, imagine what it's like to have something that big come out of your vagina. Yeah. And then, let me tell you, I, you know, I, when we, I first I, heard I, it, I, I was like, you know, maybe I misheard that. Let's rewind it and hear yeah, it again. Yeah, we definitely listened to it twice because we both were like, wait, what? <laughs> and... And, and she then, did. And then I decided, well, what accent might create 
that pronunciation. I'm like, because I'm like thinking, I grew up in the American South. You know, Al- Allie grew up in the Midwest, Chicagoland area. But uh, my her parents are from, from the, the Bronx. Yeah, so you know, I'm like, and I have family in like rural Midwest. Uh, you know, I I even have family as far afield as Texas, as mm-hmm. do you now. Although none of them are from Texas, so you know, but true that. I mean, again, my family members are in Texas aren't from there either, but they've true that. Native. <laughs> but like, I I've never heard that word pronounced or any word similar to that word pronounced that way. So I'm like, well, where's Merritt? Where's Ellen Pompeo from? She's from Massachusetts. There's no way they say vagina in Massachusetts that I mean, way. And if I can see vagina. I right. can see him saying vagina. Yes. Maybe. But if y'all say vagina, one, send us a message and let us know. Where you're from and why your accent is so. It, two, you know, no no judgment really. Well, no, there is. But but no judgment really. There is no E and no R in that word. <laughs> it's I, I'm just curious. No, I know we both spelled it the same, so clearly That's, we, we know. Clearly we, know. we were on it. Yeah. I, and this is literally what my notes say. Virginia, and this is in big letters. Virginia, what the actual fuck, Meredith? And then you, no, I don't. Yeah, you did spell, you did spell Mer, Mer, Meredith wrong. You wrote Mary Mary Death, Death. I did. Which is my new name for her, Mary Death. Um, Mary Death's Virginia uh, is, it's my Favorite Buttle Server song from 1986. <laughs> um, anyway, um, you right. start meeting the patients, and yeah. I guess we should go through. Right, we're let's going, go through we're the going patient. By, are we going to go by patient? Or are we no, let's just, as, I, as it's written, because I don't remember. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, well, the, the, Tim Epstein, I think, is yeah. the guy's name, is the, the, the first patient. Yeah. He's a father in his like, late 30s, got a bunch of kids, and he fell off a roof hanging something and hit his head. He was hanging Christmas lights, but yeah. they're also half Jewish. And, and the weirdest thing is they, they said Hanumas first. Yeah, as I've never to known Chris anyone Maca? Speaking as an interfaith couple, where neither of us have faith, but we come from the cultures. The cultures. Um, uh, everyone says Chrismaka. Everybody says Chrismaka. I've never heard Hanumas ever said ever. I feel like uh, I feel like uh, this was a, this was a, what's her name, Krista Vernoff trying to make a thing. Right, probably. Like she's trying to make fetch happen. But, wow, um, she needs to stop trying to make fetch happen. Yeah, yeah, you, you need to stop trying to make stop trying to make fetch happen. You're right, happen. I do, I do, I do. Happen, 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 happen. Um, anyway, welcome to a hard graze, hard graze night where we are repeating ourselves. Um, anyway, yeah, he's he's a, he's a really friendly, affable guy. They're trying to get the kids out because it's loud and hectic in there, and the kids are being all crazy. And he's like, no, no, I, I like I love spending time with my kids. It's great. I like keep them in here, you know, and. Uh, they take him for a head CT. They take him for a head CT, and then we got uh, we got not actually Shirley MacLaine oh um, as the first person who kind of appears on this. This is a mom with a gastric ulcer, and sh- sh- not Shirley MacLaine is not patient either. Uh, the patient is Helen Slater, Helen as Slater. we mentioned. Uh, she is no longer in her kick-ass, uh, short haircut, Billie Jean. Uh, <laughs> you know. Well, there are other people that might remember her from City Slickers. So. Um, yeah, but if they're remembering her from City Slickers, they are not remembering the best version her best version or from ruthless people yes or from ruthless people That's yes i know she did other movies but she's billy jean now for now and forever. <laughs> now and forever john john has a crush john, john. I, look, john, I, john i'm just saying yes uh yes john jfk jr the late jfk jr <laughs> uh has a crush on her from the mm-hmm. all right so anyway, anyway she's but she's she's got an ulcer and she's apparently had this for a while and it's a, like it's an ongoing problem and her whole family's there yelling and being horrible yes horrible. um just i'm gonna tell you this as someone raised by wasps it's just too much too much family it's a there. lot of family in there that family's just 
There's just too many and people they're yelling, and they're all yelling at once. They're all yelling and things are on too loud. And basically, it's pretty darn clear why she has a goddamn ulcer. Let's yeah, just put exactly. it that way. Yeah. And, and that, it, that does come out and later. George is, and George is basically being browbeaten by the whole family the entire episode, yes. pretty much. Yes, they're, they're, they're um, whipping him like a... And then the next, like some, and then the next, some um, the next dude um, in there is um, what do we got? Uh, Justin, the kid, uh, Justin Davidson, I think is his name. Oh yeah, the kid. Uh, with the yeah, heart. he's a he's a little he's a little boy who's got a bad heart. He had a heart transplant as a as an, infant, an infant, which is like and rare. As the all heart is not growing fast enough for the rest of his body, so he's been waiting on the transplant list forever. But he he actually gets mad. He doesn't want a heart. Yeah. You know, and his mother loves Christmas, and she's and, decorating yeah, and the his whole room. Very and religious, and she's know, making she a talk, really big. She talked about Santa's going to bring him a heart this year, and you know, and he's really cynical. He doesn't want a heart. Um, as he uh, does, he explain pretty fast about it that like I think it comes out at some point during. It comes out pr- fairly quickly, but essentially, the main reason he doesn't want a heart is because he kind of like every year she's praying for for a heart, you know, for God to bring a heart for her son, and she said Santa brought the first heart. You know, and like when he was a little kid, he, you know, thought about Santa, you know, thought about that. It's just Santa bring like it was made by elves. But then he realized that that heart had to come from another dead kid. Right. So someone had to die. So she's like every, he's like every year you're praying for someone to die so that I can live. Yes. You know, so he doesn't want the heart, even though they just got his heart. Yes, they have know? a heart for they him. They have the heart and for him. And he's basically he's, saying he's, he doesn't want, he, re, he, they put it in him, but he wants to reject it. Like his body is starting to reject it because. Yeah, they end up putting it in because he doesn't have a choice because he's a minor. Yeah, he's like 10. You know, and, and, but like, and there, but we'll, that, that, that comes later with, uh, with yeah. we can, I mean, we can talk about it now. But sure, it, why know, not? Essentially in the operating room. And it's uh, Burke who's it's obviously Burke doing the operation and Yang's, and with, Yang's him. with him. And Burke starts talking about like. You know, like she's like Yang start like like Burke starts talking about the fact he needs this kid to believe that this heart is good for him, right? Because if he, you know, like basically, like like he's he's got to fix this kid's soul because if he's not, you know, and, and Yang makes fun of him because she's like, it's science, it's a heart, yeah. it either works or it doesn't, right. and uh, and Burke kicks her out of the operating room. And it's well, mostly because she makes fun of him. Yeah, she, she makes yeah, because yeah, because she's making fun of she, his she spirituality. She asks him if he yeah, she asks him if he believes in Santa or something like that. And, and he basically is like, "I need you to do this." And yeah. she's like, "But I can close it." No, 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 you're done you're, here. You're done here. Get out you of know, my OR. Ba- yeah, get out of my OR. And because uh, you know, like, and and to be fair, though, I understand kind of where Yang's coming from, and Yang gets a kind of a justification later in the episode, like of like her way working because she well, she kind of consolidates her ideas with Burke, I guess. Yeah. But like, but Yang is really being shitty to him about it. And he is her boss, you know, and her teacher and mentor. And, you know, like, yes, they're dating, but they're at work and she's undermining him in front of everyone. And humiliating uh, him. And humiliating and making fun of him. So, uh, yeah, like it was kind of dumb on her part. No, it was really dumb And it's what I was saying where I was talking about Yang is not like when you're like, oh, Yang's not a problem. No, Yang's horribly arrogant. Oh, she's definitely arrogant. Yeah, just because she, just because one of the problems I have with... Oh, he hates it when I talk bad about Yang. I know. Why did you do that? Okay, there was a brief interruption there, but now I'm going to get back to my point, which is one of my problems that this show has, and it's actually true of almost all Doctor shows, mm-hmm. so it's not just this show, and it's all true, true of anything about fighter pilots, who are often doctors are compared to in these shows, or at least surgeons, is the rewarding of arrogance of the character of Yang. Okay. Yang never really grows up. 
Shonda Rhimes thinks of her as her, like, insert character. I know this because you listened to her, Shonda Rhimes' uh, autobiography in the room with me a few times in my life. Um, we may have explained it on another episode. If we haven't, don't worry about it. It makes sense. Um, but, um, but Yang is a character that is emotionally stunted and never isn't emotionally stunted. She ca- does not, like, it's presented as independence, but she drags everyone down with her constantly. She never really, I guess she learns the lesson when she leaves the show eventually, but she's consistently dragging herself into romantic relationships only to tell the person, well, you don't give me what I need, I need to go. And, but it's like, throughout, it's Yang gets to be arrogant forever, and she never really gets a true comeuppance. She gets to be the best doctor in the world, basically. She never gets, she never hits a moment where it's like, like, she gets educational moments when she's training, well, you're not ready for this yet. Mm -hmm. But, Eventually, one day, she gets everything she wants. She gets to go and run a hospital. Spoiler. You know, she gets to be, like, the most world-renowned cardiologist ever. Like, king, queen shit of fuck Mountain 2. You know. But never once does she, like, ever have to face the fact that she's immortal and she makes mistakes. And that she's an asshole. Yang's an asshole. And that's fine. You know. She's an interesting and entertaining asshole more often than not, but she never gets a comeuppance and she never really emotionally grows or changes throughout the arc of the show. She does go through a lot of shit, though. She goes through a lot of shit, but that's a Grey's Anatomy. Everyone goes through a lot of shit, so I don't... It's kind of like the way I get really annoyed whenever they point up Meredith as, like, this paragon of suffering when it's like, yeah, she's just been on the show longer than everyone else. (laughs) Like, this show is a giant soap opera where they have to throw shit at characters constantly to keep it from, like... Well, I'd say from being stale, but it's I mean, been stale I mean, that, for a that while. That hospital's pretty cursed. Let's right. Well, it's because, yeah, it's because they 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 made the mistake of blowing it up too early, <laughs> and so now they got to cut. They got to top that yeah. over and over again. Yeah. But that's my 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 just my biggest problem. It's a problem with doctor shows in general. Is the way they make surgeons into these like it doesn't matter that they're broken individuals, et cetera, et cetera. And, that, and I don't even know if real surgeons are like this. I know real medical students are kind of like that mm-hmm. from meeting them in bars. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know if actual surgeons who are adults are really as arrogant and full of, like, how great they are and how much they're the rock stars of medicine and how they're, like, the fighter pilot jocks of, of medicine, whatever, whatever. I don't know how accurate that is to reality, but shows present them that way like it's not a bad thing. It's always presented from the point of view of surgeons. Now, hey, it's great because it's a tough job and we save lives. And it's like, yeah, you're all pricks. You're all stunted emotional pricks. Everyone in medical shows is. There's almost no one who has, like, a sort of mature worldview, really, ever. And the ones that do develop a mature worldview have to be killed off. <laughs> it's just a minor problem I have with uh, the, the, the medical shows in general. And I guess it goes to my root problem of most shows are, are about people who are either fairly wealthy and professional or cops. You know, <laughs> that's what almost all shows are about, uh, you know. And it just, you know. It's just a minor frustration. It has nothing to do with anything. I just want to go up on that. I just want to. I just want to. I had a better point before wait, wait, we were interrupted that I can't I would really like remember. To but do I do something right least, now. Yeah. I would like to check off the political box that we just walked through. Didn't I? Didn't I say all cops are bastards in the last one? <laughs> you probably did, or something like that. Yeah, just I, checking I, or, off. Or was that in, in, in Match Made in Space? We've been uh, doing a lot of podcasts lately. Just, just checking off uh, the political box right there. Okay, good. I'm so glad yeah, that we've done that. Yeah. If anybody, any, if anybody had any question about John's politics, you now know what they are. Right. Um, yeah. I don't want to hear about where the rich are doing. Etc. I, I misquoted Ever. my favorite band. That's great. Oh no! Real smart. Oh no! Um, anyway, all right. Um, so let's get back to what yeah. we were talking about, which is basically as 
the outtake that we deleted over, uh, Allie uh, correctly said, uh, Meredith and Alex are in the pit, and I thought they were in the catacombs because I didn't know what part of the show she was talking about. Right. Uh, you didn't need to know that, but that was a little peek behind the scenes. Mm. We don't always share everything we record with you. Just most of the Just time. Just most of it. So anyway, they're down there, and, and basically this is when I think, this is when Alex confides in Meredith that he fucked up the boards and he has to study for them. Yes. And Gray basically drags him off to study. Yes. Um, and then my next note is, and you'll, you're going to tell me why because I've forgotten. Bailey. Oh, okay. So here's the <laughs> Bailey moment. Bailey. So Bailey and O'Malley are doing surgery, and they're do I believe they're doing surgery on Tim Epstein who fell off the roof, right? right? Uh, yes, Tim, yeah, he's the one who fell. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Like the, the name Epstein kind of <clears throat> threw me into a reverie for Either a second. Either that or no, 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 no. They wouldn't be because that's brain surgery. It's Nadia Shelton, the Helen Slater's character, the the gastric ulcer. They they're they're supposed to go in and do her surgery, and what ends up happening is somebody bumps her again. Right. Yeah. From surgery. So 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 as as Bailey is leaving one surgery, she's about to bring her in, and then they have to send her back and t- do somebody else. It's like a a more immediate surgery and more emergent mm-hmm. surgery so o'malley stays with her and they are doing the surgery on this unknown patient right right didn't but someone what? like didn't someone get like bumped out or something That's, izzy or something i don't know you go on you know it you know what i don't so so while they're, the show. <laughs> while they're while they're in surgery um uh, uh, o'malley makes some sort of a a, a joke um at alex's expense <clears throat> Um, about oh that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He, he makes fun of, of Alex for killing a guy yeah for know. killing the guy like and Bailey's like and Bailey's- which is kind of funny because remember George did George forget he used to be called 007 yes he did George forget he was the first person to kill someone yeah well, I think he felt superior at this moment so he was trying to because he stuck his finger in a heart a few episodes yeah, ago right, or, exactly. whatever, or a year ago or yeah. whenever it happened <laughs> so I think that um, so what ends up happening is Bailey basically tells him that that's very uncool and that his job with, with the doctors is these are the people you're going to be un, you're going to be working with you need to you need to fight for Alex you need to be on his side you need to have his back and you need to know that it could be you in that position the next time and you better hope that he has your back and she basically just has this beautiful little monologue where she I mean, she doesn't really rip George a new one she more makes it really clear to him that this is very uncool what he's doing. The other th- moment that I love with Bailey when she's in surgery is um, the baby's kicking, clearly. And this is actually at a different point because she's in surgery and Meredith yeah, is yeah. there. Yeah, you can talk about it now. Yeah, so, um, and the baby's kicking and she st- she says, she says something like, you have to stop kicking me. And Meredith goes, are you talking to me? She's like, does it look like I'm talking to you, Gray? Yeah, I think she says, are you, are you, are you kicking me? <laughs> yeah, she says, are you kicking me, Gray? And she's, <laughs> so then she steps away and it's so lovely when, when Bailey has to come down from her, literally come down from her perch for surgery because she's so short and everyone else is tall so like they actually have to put an apple box for her to stand uh, on yeah. so she she's can like danny devito at that bernie event totally totally <laughs> and so she so she gets down and she kind of like walks off a little bit and she starts talking to her belly and she's like look i'm at work you cannot kick me like that at work and then the baby clearly stops and she says thank you and it's just such a great little moment yeah, a, and, and thankfully this is the last time she'll ever have any trouble from tuck Oh, yeah. Um, Okay. So, um, anyway, um, then the next thing I I, I have is now um, Derek's in surgery with uh, with, uh, Izzy? 
I think it's Izzy. Must be, yeah. Yeah, and Derek. Derek's really whiny about brain injuries on Christmas. He, it's like he's a real whiny shit. Yeah, he really is. You know, like I, I, like I know he's supposed to be the dream guy in this, like the unattainable guy that Meredith pines after. But honestly, Derek's kind of a piece of shit. Well, he isn't here, because, and the whole point is that he's oh, sad. Makes me sad because well, there's so many head injuries. Well, and also, he's in a shitty marriage. Well, he's in a shitty marriage, and he doesn't want to be with her. He wants to be yeah. with Meredith. Well, he made that decision, so you know he could yeah, fucking wallow know, in it. But... He had every opportunity to not make that decision, mm-hmm. but he had to pretend it was like 1957 and people cared but about. But you have divorce. to know, we would have hated the, the 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 fans at this time probably would have hated Derek if he would have just left Addison. You know what though? Fans of Grey's Anatomy aren't discerning people. We've established that. My God. That's good. John is now alienating all of you. Just so you know, he doesn't, he has no respect for any of you. I don't. I don't have any respect for Grey's Anatomy and you know that. (laughs) Um, I'm actually trying to get everyone to turn on this podcast so that I I can just focus on my one, my one true love, bad 80s movies. Yes. (laughs) No, nobody's going to turn on the podcast. Is that a bad Audie's television? You you need to chill because, because the darling of the show is coming up soon. Not, not for like another, do you realize if we're doing like two or three podcasts Podcast episodes a year. It's going to take so long to get to her. Well, that's why we're not doing two or, th- two or three a year. Uh, anyway, yes. anyway, um, yes. anyway, Derek, Derek goes off on a on a wine tangent about like oh, while, so many accidents. While Tim's head is open. While, while his head's open, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and Izzy's um, like, kind I, of, I'm going to skip the Burke disrespect. I think we kind of talked, we talked about, about that. that right? But no, no, but how yeah. Burke confronts her about how he feels. Oh, yeah, yeah, not, yeah, really yeah. not really important. Um, but I want to go back to now the op- the accent's over. And I just, in my notes, I have a sentence that makes me think was like writing about like sci-fi era mystery science theater. I have okay. bra- brain guy gets mean. Yeah. Apparently Bill Corbett was, uh, you know, <laughs> saying some nasty things on Twitter. Um, so Bill Corbett, by the way, is the only member of Mystery Science Theater that's really uh, 100% worth following all the time on Twitter. I'll just put that to right know. there. He's great. Um, so some of the other ones are all what right, happens is that his personality um, changes. So he goes to I'm not just saying that because we're mutuals, humble brag. <laughs> He's a really affable, sweet, loving guy. He loves his kids. The noise doesn't bother him. He's et cetera, et cetera. And then the minute that he comes out of surgery and wakes up and recovers, he's, he's, like, Get he's, out of he's screaming Get at the kids. Here. He's screaming at his wife. And, and she's like, this is not my husband. And I need you to take this. And so we've got like a Phineas Gage situation. Seriously, here. that this is a very yeah. important thing, that this is not the man I married. And this is not the father that they know. Yeah. And this is going to devastate them. We need him back the way he was. So... They figure out there's something going on. There's a reason why this is happening. Something happened when he was in there. And yeah, Izzy like, decides yeah, was, yeah. that it's because Derek was like pumping Negative, all pumping this negativity. negativity into his brain. Which is also kind of a jiggity jiggity mm, jiggity. Yeah, you whatever. Know? Like, you know, like, if anything, I, I would say the argument I would make is Derek was so busy being pompous and self-righteous that he wasn't Missed paying something. the fuck attention. Yeah, that might that be would be what I would say. But either, either way, they Just go. Just like he didn't pay attention to his peripheral vision and got t just to finish this little like area because it's important is uh, they go back in they do the surgery on his brain um, and Derek hears what thinks that what Izzy said is ridiculous but then turns it around and decides that maybe she has a slightly valid point and so he's like I, you know any goodness works and so he starts being very positive and he plays Christmas music and he makes it like a a big like deal that you know yeah I'm, whatever I, yeah because he used to love Christmas and yeah you know, blah blah blah. So anyway, so and, he comes out and he's fine. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. You know, whatever that. Anyway, um, going back, so yeah. let's go back to Alex. Yeah. Because um, we throughout the rest of the next the the rest of the episode, basically every member of the 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 the, the main cast of of residents is going to help, help Alex, Alex in order. Um, and this is where we get when Yang replaces Gray. We get Meredith saying something so inexcusably terrible. Yeah. Like this is 
honestly, this is malpractice in writing. Like you, I don't, and I, I don't know if it's because it was 15 years ago uh-huh. when this aired, but I don't think if you put this on now, I, I for one would my jaw, my jaw dropped when I heard this, uh, now, which is she describes Alex as Dirty Uncle Sal. Oh, this thing. You don't want to leave him alone with the kids. He said, yeah, with the like, young girls. With yeah. the young girls, they yeah. imply basically they imply he's a sexually abusive uncle. Yeah. But we but we love him anyway. Yeah. And for numerous reasons, we should think that's a pretty horrible that's thing. It's a pretty to say. horrible thing. And to I'm say. like, well, what the fuck, Grey's Anatomy? Yeah, it's like, one of my least you know, favorite. And, and I would say this is probably a holdover from like '90s edge lord humor and mm. shock mm. stuff, like the, the the kind of patter you would get in the '90s. Yeah. Like, where okay, it's really funny about you know, it's it's funny to talk about sexual abuse or something like that. You know, it's one step removed from a, like a, a content warning, a, a rape joke. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's one step removed. It's not. I said content warning so fast that no one could have been warned. I'm sure they were not for warned for that. Um, I do apologize for that. But um, but yeah, like it's gross. But anyway, they 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 so that gang switches and he makes her grab her breast, uh, which will be some hilarity when George walks in. Seriously, kid. Okay, part three coming soon. Okay, that was a much shorter break. Thank goodness he went back to sleep. We can keep going. Um, let's see. Uh, we, right, so so she's trying really, to help him give uh, a, a proper breast exam. That's just important to just, that's yeah. the reason that he was touching her boob yeah, and O'Malley walked and in and, and saw and it. And O'Malley walks he, in and he's like, oh my God, What's blah, going blah, on? Blah. How could you do this to Izzy? And it's just and this then, funny um, moment, but it's and fine. And then, um, yeah, it's a whatever. And then, of course, O'Malley ends up taking over and, you know. He works with him for a while. He works for him a while, but then, um, then we go back to, uh, the kid almost dies. The, the, the heart kid. The heart kid. He has like a... Uh, a moment that what do they they, they 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 oh they shock him yeah they they they, they give him the um I'm, i need to move closer to the mic I'm, yeah. I, I i keep sounding like i'm talking from the other room when i when i when i'm mixing these um you know i i blanked on what i was doing oh the kid he and and one of the things that um burke says is that he has to want to keep this heart that he really has to want it because if he doesn't want it then he's going to reject it and if he rejects it then this is it like this is the last straw Right. So that the whole bringing the faith into the operating room a little bit again, similar idea of like what Izzy was saying because Izzy and Burke share that they share that like yeah spirituality yeah faith yeah thing, yeah you know? right yeah and yeah and uh, yeah like but um but um uh, they get him back and he's alive he's, yeah he's uh, and then um let's see um then basically we go back and Izzy ends up helping George, uh, help I- Izzy, Izzy ends up coming in, walking yeah. in and she's mad and she's having another hissy fit because all of her friends are actually being nice to, to Alex instead she's of circling a hissy away. fit <laughs> oh oh my god I really wish this were a visual medium because I can't I can't even shoot you the look without narrating it that I want to just I just in any ideal world, I would just shoot you a look and never say a thing. I'm going to start calling her hizzy. I'm going to have to ask you to stop. <laughs> if, she loses enough, if she loses enough weight, she can be my favorite 70s rock band, Thin Izzy. Perfect. There, you see? Now we've all made a bad joke. Oh, my God. If she becomes a comedian uh, who uh, dresses as a woman but identifies as a man, she can be Izzard. Eddie Izzard. Yeah. I'm just going to stop now. Eddie Hizzy. No, you know what? We're done. We're done. <laughs> That's the end of the podcast. Thank you for coming. Kiss off. 
You know that I hate her the way you hate Meredith. So I know, I know. You hate everything the way you. I don't hate everything. No, I'm just kidding. You love everything. I'm actually a very optimistic person. Yeah, like, yeah, you're, yeah. You're so optimistic that I'm gonna one day really like Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so anyway, uh, Izzy ends up helping him, etc. Etc. She talks about being a farmer. And everything. Yeah, there's a whole thing where she's crying, and then like it turns out like, and it's it's really awkward. And Alex is trying to say he's sorry, and she's like says she's still she's still being the patient, you know. And then he realizes the crying is some sort of pesticide toxin reaction yeah. uh, that's making eyes water, etc. Yeah. Uh, etc. Et so Yang goes and talks to to the the heart kid, like, and she basically talks about the fact that. Like, cause oh, they had brought in a priest to talk to him, yeah. and or not a priest. The mom had brought pastor, in, yeah, chaplain or whatever. Yeah. The 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 um mom had uh, brought in a tree and tried to plug it in, even though it's not really. Allowed. And then Yang basically said, "Oh, these aren't allowed," and wheeled it out. Yeah, uh, mostly because, because was, she knew the kid. Because the kid didn't want it. Yeah. Uh, no, she did it for the kid. Yeah, I, totally I for the kid. So and then Yang ends up talking to the kid about the fact that like he like what she believes in, how like you know, and she talks about science and blah blah blah, and how basically. She she kind of says like you know what you need to do is you need to survive long enough that, you know that you can you can figure out a way that you don't have to kill someone with a heart you can become a doctor you can make, you can use science to make it so that we can you know that we we don't have to kill people to give them new hearts yes or something like that so so the kid ends up like doing better and, and turning around end of the kid um, <laughs> oh, not end of the kid well end of the kid's story yes that you can say <laughs> and then um, oh uh, meanwhile while this has happened Helen Slater's ulcer perforates yes and, and she, she starts, starts vomiting blood, blood. And, and they, they race her to the operating room uh, you know everyone was yelling at George that like how could you let this happen how could you let this slide and they and it ends up the, the reason that they were having so much trouble with her and the reason that they couldn't solve it right is it wasn't one ulcer it was like two ulcers that were like linked or yeah. something so they couldn't fix it. Pro- they had to fix both. Yeah. And they didn't realize that. So they that, that's why it kept, like, having problems. Um, so she ends up coming out fine. And that's when we get a moment where, I, which I'm surprised to say, George! Yeah, it was a George moment. <laughs> you know, because... But it was also due to Bailey saying, due to this Bailey, is your ba- this Bailey is your basically chance. said, all right, George, you gotta be a, you got to be a Bailey for a minute. Yeah. And so George basically chews the whole family out. Just a lovely And storms moment. off. Yeah. And then Bailey shrugs and goes, eh, no, first years, what are you going to do? Yeah, interns. Apologies. You know, yeah, she, yeah. Literally, she says apologies. Yeah. Like, apologies. Apologies. And you then know, she like, leaves. And it's then great. she leaves. And uh, basically, that's kind of the end of the episode. We end up with Derek and um, and and Addison sitting together, and it's kind of where Derek says it's not working. Yeah. And you know, he kind of let like, which man, I'm all right. I get it, Derek, and I understand your pain, and I've been in a relationship that's not working and had to be the one to say it's not working, but. You might have could have waited till after Christmas. Yeah, it is kind of crazy. Like that was done. thanks for ruining Christmas forever for Addison. Yeah. You could have waited a week. Yeah, <laughs> you know that was kind of not so nice. Like, like wait till after the Epiphany. Yeah, that's my new thing. If you're gonna break up with someone, if it's already Christmas, like you either break up before the holidays or you wait till the holidays are over. Don't break up during the holidays, man. They gotta go. They gotta live with that forever. Yeah, you know. So so knock it off. That's, knock all, that's it off. all I can say. Knock, knock it off. off. So the- John says knock it off. Is this is this the moment where they come back and then Meredith and George and Izzy are yeah that's how it it all ends it all ends with Meredith Izzy and George laying under the tree and, and looking up into the light and then, and joins then yeah. Doc the dog yeah pops so they're out. all like they're all hanging out and that's you know yeah. blah 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 everyone's happy no, and nobody was hurt and now actually everyone was hurt and nobody's happy <laughs> nobody's happy uh, actually nobody happens and everyone is hurt should be oh, the, the subtitle nice thing, of every, every the one nice thing that happens is when Yang comes into 
back in, she sees that um, Burke has put up a, um, a Hanukkah. Yeah. You know, which oh, people think. Of- congratulations for using it correctly. I had to, I had to teach you that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. That was a joke. Which most of you would think of as a, as as a, a menorah. menorah. But, a, but if you're if you're using a technicality and a menorah has six candles and a lighter and a menorah has a, has eight and a lighter, man. but Hanukkah, pardon me, has that. But yes, you could probably guess from context clues what Hanukkah is. Yeah, it's probably not that hard. Anyway, so he's put that. It's up a Jewish-made car that only rides for eight days on a single tank of gas. Um, so she good night. So so she sees that and she's. You know, touched by the mo- by his gesture, even though she's not. I think those crazy kids are going to make it in the end. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, so she gets into bed with him, and she, you know, basically, I think she tells oh, him. Spoilers, spoilers, by the way. Yeah, I. She tells him that um, the kid's doing better, and or he tells her, and she's like, oh, and he's like, yeah, I wonder what, what got into him. She's like, I don't know, you know. And so it's this, this nice little moment where he knows that she had something to do with it, or she. Just sort of mentions it, and then yeah, but the kid's doing better, and it's because she talked right. him through it. So. And I guess I guess that's pretty much. I don't think there's anything no. else to talk about in this episode. Uh, let's do a little bit of uh, metaphorical house cleaning, I guess. Okay. Um, this is our last episode. No, I'm just kidding. Stop it. <laughs> actually, I want to. Actually, you wanted to do a shout out. I that. do. That's what I was. I was setting you up for that. Were you setting me up for the shout out? That was so nice of you. Okay, yes, keep talking um, while I find it. So anyway, uh, we. Uh, we don't get, get a lot of feedback from fandom no. uh, because we don't have a lot of fans <laughs> we have a few we have like we have like 20 twitter followers and i think of them like like 15 of them are people who follow one or both of us so already and i don't want to i don't want to first of all you're not gonna say i'm it, not right? gonna say the name because i'm going to make it let's i think you probably get the first name right but you're not gonna get the last i'm name. gonna let you say the first name i'm gonna say i'm gonna say berglund yes with an H as the last name. I think you know who you are. And you're from Iceland. Someone's daughter, if I'm reading. <laughs> oh, maybe you're right. Something yeah. daughter. Yeah. It, but that's that's Icelandic naming convention. It's, that's yeah. right. That is. I, yes. I've read enough Eddas to yeah. know that. Good job. Um, <laughs> and saga. We, we got such a Eddas lovely. and sagas and bears, oh my. We got such um, a lovely message from you. And we were so just touched yes, by it. Was, it, was it, very, it was very you. nice to hear. And, um, and I'm yes. very glad that so you So we have a, we have a, we have a fan <laughs> that is not from America or Canada, which yeah. is surprising. Which is a delight. So thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for uh, uh, lis- listening and re-listening and re-listening. <laughs> and sorry, sorry that we held up your rewatch by I not putting so out episodes. I, I, I know. Uh, I, I'm just I'm I'm stunned. <laughs> it's actually your fault. So the good thing is it's um, not my fault. Well, a it's bit. our fault. Okay, sure. I'll I'll, I'll take that. Actually, it's, you say fault like it's a problem. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that, that that's it. Um, so do you think this episode was worth rewatching? No, Aww. that's it. So um, as John has mentioned, and we probably talked about it on many other episodes, but just so you have a reminder, uh, we do have another podcast called uh, A Match Made in Space, which is basically about 80s movies that we show each other from our childhood, and then every fifth episode... We don't have to go into the details. I'm going to Every fifth episode, we watch one either that neither of us have ever seen, but like is yeah. in but the eighty But eighty percent of the time, it's one of us showing a movie the other, the other one hasn't one. seen. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we just actually crested our fifty-first episode. Yes, so which it's is, very I, exciting. Which is um, uh, uh, was that a prime number? No, it's not. It's a multiple of seventeen. Uh-huh. Never mind. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, we are we are back on that uh, as well. But you can find that uh, at a match made in space. Uh, dot what, com. Uh, what on earth is wrong with my brain that my first thought was, is that a prime number? <laughs> I'm not even a math guy. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we, yeah, we're, 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 yeah, we're actually going up for, we're working on our deck of cards episode <laughs> for the next release. Uh, but, um, 
That's funny. I don't but, know why, uh, but that was funny. But that, um, man, I wish there was an 80s movie called 52 Pickup that right? I could show you. There probably is. But it's, pro- it's, it's probably Oh, my God. 80s. It's pro- oh, You know what? It's, it's probably a softcore movie. It probably. It probably, it probably has. It probably started. It's probably from 1989, <laughs> and it has... Uh, What's his name from the wrestler before he Mickey Rourke before oh, he yeah. got all ugly? Yeah, uh, you know, and and what? Uh, Yikes! Uh, one of those. Oh man, I can't. I, I can't remember the names of any of the of the softcore movie regulars oh, <laughs> that I, I watched on USA Up All Night movies. Oh yeah, but yes, Fifty Two Pickup definitely was on USA Up All Night with the nude scenes cut out. Yeah, totally. Um, Yikes! Um, um, someone's gonna write us with oh Fifty Two Pickup. That's a classic. Yeah, right. Totally. Yeah, you know like, it's gonna oh. go. Oh man. <laughs> It won um, an Academy Award in 1937 for uh, for Victor Mature. For lighting. <laughs> Why was Victor Mature working in the lighting? I don't know. Uh, anyhow, uh, thanks for sticking with us. The, um, the goal is to put out an episode every two weeks. Um, with, I wish I had said Wallace Beery. That's a funnier name to say. With uh, the opposite going on our other podcast. Um, yeah. And hopefully our child stays the, 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 napping. This will last maybe a month before it falls apart. Let's, be, let's be brutally honest. I hope not. I'm um, really enjoying going back and rewatching some of these crazy. I'm in the middle of watching Private Practice, which I'm is sorry. why... No, which is why it's been kind of a delight because some of the things... I hate that I now know things more than I did from my solo drunk episode. Yeah, it's good It times. really bothers me. I know. It's been on... Well, he's, he's not really watching, but it'll be on when he's in the room and he's like, oh yeah, that... Oh, hey, why the hell's Brian Ben Ben in this? <laughs> He needed to do something after Dream On. No, he didn't. <laughs> There's a law that says Brian Binbin has to work. I mean, Wendy Malick was doing really well with her voiceover career, so you know, I think. Uh, and her career of striking down other insects with her with her powerful claws and then eating them, and as well as her mates. She's a praying mantis. Wendy why Malick. do you think she's a praying mantis? She's tall, thin, and destructive. Uh huh. Okay. Oh, come on, she's a mantis. She looks like a mantis. Is it like Shelley Duvall is a mantis? No, Shelley Duvall is olive oil. Well, she was always olive oil. Yes. Yes. What anyway, the hell is going on? I don't know. Why can't we end this We're podcast? dumb. Okay. So, Our son's going to cry anyhow, again. Anyhow, so if you would like to find us, uh, you can find us on Facebook at Hard Gray's, Hard Gray's Night, and that's Gray, G-R-E-Y. Like the uh, show. Like the in show. In a delicious I, pun. In a delicious pun. Actually, uh, it is a delicious pun, isn't it? Oh, yes, shit. <laughs> it really is. Um, and if uh, you want to find us on Twitter, we're at Hard Gray's Night on Twitter. If you'd like to find John on Twitter, he's at Hitler Puncher. And if you'd like to find me, I'm at Ali, A-L-I underscore Goodman. And if you want to find us to beat us up, we're at uh, the <laughs> North Latitude. No. But uh, you can also send, can they send us a long form email? Yeah, they can. I, I mean, I, I think I can still check the email. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I have, I think I have the email set up, but it's, it's, it's hardgraysnight at gmail.com. So there's that, and if you just for whatever reason, I would feel I would like, try to contact us through Twitter or Facebook. Uh, yeah, Allie will probably check Facebook, and I'll probably check Twitter. Clearly, um, and obviously we get your messages when you send them, and we will shout you out on, about it. But you know, if you have friends that are are fans of Grey's Anatomy or not fans, actually, or yeah, yeah, anti fans. Yeah, I was about to say you you you. you we we cover all the bases: people who like Grey's Anatomy, people, people who despise Grey's Anatomy, mm-hmm. and people who don't want to talk about Grey's Anatomy yes. at all. <laughs> Uh, we uh, we highly encourage you to share this episode or share I'm, an I'm episode. Two of those three. Yes, and uh, and by all means, um, if you feel like it, you can always rate and review us on 
now Apple Podcast. My gosh, we've been doing it's this been so Apple long. It's been Apple Podcast for like five years I now. Know, I know, but it feels so weird because when we started, it was iTunes. So like, was, it, just, was, it, was it actually iTunes when we started this one or was it iTunes? No, it's been, I, no, it was always iTunes. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway. Anyway. Anyway, I, I, I just want to close one last thought. Yeah. Curse you because I actually know and have opinions about so many things about Grey's Anatomy and I will never forgive you for it. I know. Um, this is marriage. This is Sparta. Kicks you down the well. I've made this is Sparta jokes twice. I've never even seen 300. I've read the comic. It's really homophobic. Um, anyway, the thanks again for listening. This is Hard Grades Night signing off. Kiss off. Cold no. up. <laughs>